0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from
2: computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Oh, hello! It's just wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to have your company. Um, look, if I'm sitting beside you in the car, that's nice. If we're running along, uh, just imagine that that's absolutely not me. So <laughs> I would not be caught dead running. Uh, I believe a lot of injuries come from sporting, active, running people. Um, you know, you don't, if you're not active, you don't get injured. <laughs> this advice from a parent of three. Uh, thank you for downloading. This is episode 303. Thank you for listening. Oh, i got the drone back. Rob knows my pain. I'm, I'm excited. The, the drone's back. I might go flying this weekend. Uh, the uh, the walk for brain cancer is on this Sunday I can't take the kids because it's 5K's the two little ones can't make it we don't have any prams anymore so uh, my love and support to Marcella Zamanik and the team uh, who will be there in uh, in tribute to Stan walking around we wish we could do it again we'll do it again next year um, we'll make sure my wife is not working we'll do it as a family and we'll piggyback the kids but if you are doing the walk for brain cancer good on you wherever you are in the country um thinking I might take the drone down to Centennial Park. I don't know if you can fly down there. Um, interesting, because it's not that packed, so there should be an area. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, lovely to be here, and there's a couple of things happening this week. My goodness me. Um, looking at the uh, time limits here, we may, we may have another cracker episode on our list. But anyway, I'm going to talk Minecraft, I'm going to talk Garmin, I'm going to talk uh, online dating. Yeah, such an expert in that technology. Um, we're going to talk mobile phones again. I know we talked to Ruslan Kogan last week, but he doesn't dominate, okay? There are other people in the market. Um, we'll take your calls about sound, iPads, Apple TV, NBN, absolutely anything that is on your mind. That's what I'm here for. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, hey, just get in touch. I'm so easy to get hold of. Um, on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at EFTM, at Your Tech Life. I prefer that you follow them all just for numbers' sake. Um. Uh, and uh, you can go to the website eftm.com.au there's a big link there to email me and of course you can call 1-800-157-157 anytime get in touch let's get you on the show let's have a chat about what's happening in your tech life it
2: might sound crazy well. While-
0: Know I like Minecraft. Play it with my son. We don't play it as much anymore because he's into Terraria now. It's another version, like spin-off crazy thing. Anyway, um, it's still it's a fun game, it's a very interesting thing. And I was a little bit intrigued when Woolworths sent me an email about Minecraft. Not that they're selling Minecraft merchandise or something, but that they had created something in Minecraft. Now, any parent knows. Any parent who goes anywhere near a war knows they give away these little things at the, ca- at the checkout, depending on how much you buy. Collector cards. They've had everything over these. They have dominoes, everything. Now it's ancient animals, essentially dinosaurs. So you spend 100 bucks, you get, I don't know, six, ten cards or packs, and there's three cards in each plus a sticker. The kids love it. You pay 5 bucks, you buy a book, you stick them all in. It's educational. It's actually very, very cool. So what the hell has Minecraft got to do with this? So I download... A Minecraft mod file, world. I don't know how to describe it. 120 meg, big download. If you've got Minecraft installed, it's very easy to get running. If you haven't got Minecraft, you don't need to get into it. I'm not sure this is for you, but if you are a parent with a kid who plays Minecraft and they they know about this ancient animal thing, you're going to blow their mind. You're going to be parent of the year. So you download it, and then when you go into single-player mode, you open up the Woolworths World. And the construction in this world is mind-blowing. They've built this beautiful museum, building which in Minecraft terms is unbelievably beautiful in terms of the architecture and the build there are people there that you can talk to, who give you advice and tell you what to do. You go inside the museum, there are displays of uh, skeletons and things. You leave the museum, you go into an outside world, there are dinosaurs roaming around the world that, that move and fly there are things to collect it's brilliant i didn't even know this existed within minecraft this concept was available i don't know how much my um woolworth spent on this thing but it's awesome i honestly if, if minecraft means nothing to you ignore but if minecraft is something on your radar then you have to download this thing is very cool you have kids who know about the ancient animals in Woolworths and they even have an interest in Minecraft, download this thing, it is awesome. Um, Highly recommended. Um, Details about that and how to download, where to download and the link to download and how to install are at eftm.com.au. Now, I thought this was a cool product release today um, from Garmin, who are sponsors, but I don't care. That's a cool product. Um, It's called the Garmin Varia. I may not be pronouncing that right. V A R I A, Vario. Varia Vario. Now, it's a it's a line of smart cycling devices. Smart cycling. I equate this to kind of the in-car technology that we are now coming to grips with in motor vehicles. Now, there's a couple of couple of things here. The first one is smart lights. So, light on the front, light on the back and the tail light operates either in solid or flashing modes, and increases the intensity when the bike slows down to warn approaching traffic. So it's like a brake light, right? You can add a second tail light and actually turn it into, into turn signals, <clears throat> which you can then control through the VARIA remote or your Edge um, navigator. Um, it it has intensity for when you slow down, so it's like a brake. I mean that's. That's unheard of on a bike. So cool. The front uh, light, if you're going faster, the intensity, the beam is higher, and, and it shines like 100 lux at 10 metres and features a high beam cutoff to prevent blinding oncoming vehicles. Focus of the light in, in, ahead instead of all around. Um, if, you can, if you pair it with an edge device, it also automatically projects further ahead at faster speeds during a ride. So there's a lot this thing can do. Very, very cool. But the actual standout technology they've introduced is a rear view bike radar. So on the on the rear light thing, you can also have a radar so that if a car is coming up behind you, it flashes the light brighter. So the rear tail light goes brighter so it might get their attention. And if you've got the Garmin Edge Navigator thing, it kind of flashes on the screen there. So you don't know there's a car coming because you're riding along and... You don't have mirrors. I mean, what? How cool is that? Now, the tail light is 259 It's It's uh, 389 if you bundle it with the re- radar display. Uh, the bike lights are available as a bundle um, uh, for 389 with the remote or separately for 259 for the headlight and 99 for the tail lights. There's a few options there, a bit confusing, but oh, seriously, very cool idea. The pictures of this thing are on eftm.com.au. Uh, If you're into cycling at all, forget cadence and all that stuff. You've already got that. This is basic safety, and it's brilliant from Garmin. Garmin Varia. 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 I think Varia. What do you think? Tweet me, at Trevor Long. You're listening to Your Tech Life. (music) Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's keep cracking along with calls. G'day, David. G'day, Trev. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I am in the
3: boondocks of NBN. Trust me. Um, I heard. I was listening to. I might have been about podcast three hundred two, three hundred three, maybe. Um, you're on. You're name. on three hundred three, mate.
0: You're on three hundred three. But I'm loving that you're up to date.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I was a wee bit behind, but there you go. But you were talking about um, the lovely plan for up to nine and a half million homes to be on the NBN. Yada yada yada. Blah yep. blah blah. Totally. Um, I'm reckoning that. My little pocket of where we are in Perth is going to be missing out on that. Um, The exchange that we're connected to um, isn't actually slated for any kind of upgrades of any gear for any of the ISPs. God knows how long. Um, Nobody will commit to anything. (laughs) Um, Anybody anybody that I talk to, we're currently with um, Optus, Mm. and we're getting, if we're lucky, six to seven megabits on a good day. Um, but if, um, as I said in the email, you know, there's five of us in the house, and if more than two people want to do something, good luck. Um, and if one of those is a gaming teenager, God forbid. You're gone, yes. um, Exactly. Um, I've tried talking to any of the ISPs. Um, only Telstra reckon they can do anything for us um, because apparently they own the copper, so they can offer us up to three times what we're currently getting, and I know what up to means. It means, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's all theoretical, really man.
0: That's a lot of theory.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so we're really stuck out in the boonies. Um, but the trouble is that I've written to the uh, both immediately previous and current um, communications ministers mm. with zero um, return or result,
2: mm.
3: written to the local federal member, um, written to opposition members, written to state members, um, Nobody can give us any info because the thing that kind of got me, f- is, uh, might have been half a dozen or so podcasts ago, you talked about the plan where supposedly all homes were going to be connected by... Well, 9.5 million, which,
0: and the one question I haven't asked is, out of 9.5 million, where what, how many does that leave unconnected? So I'm, I'm hoping you're not one of the ones that's left off. <laughs> so are you well, in no like, rural, annoys- are you in rural area? Is,
3: we're, in, we're in the middle of bloody suburban Perth. We're oh, 12 right. kilometres from the CBD. Oh, and okay. when this little pocket of nothing, when you go to the NBN website hmm. and have a look at everything that's around, all there's all this area around us, there's stuff that's planned, there's stuff that's in place, there's oh. other providers, bits and pieces, and we just this little patch of white where there's it just says nothing planned.
0: Let me under, let me let me play the game here then. Tell me your uh-huh. suburb name, your actual exact suburb.
3: The suburb I live in is Kundula, K O N D O L A.
0: Okay, I'm just on the NBN. We are attached
3: to the Girrowin Exchange.
0: Right. So on the on the map search on the NBN website, there's mm-hmm. there's not a lot happening. There's uh, there's build preparation going on over in kind of Osborne Park, Inaloo, Doubleview. Mm-hmm. Uh there's build commenced in that area as well. That's there's I a weird I did
3: actually have a quick look this afternoon mm. and it seems like there's a lot of activity has has disappeared off that map. Um, oh. Until recently, there was stuff that was very close to our house and literally within a couple of kilometres. There's, you know, stuff planned and stuff in place.
0: Now Have it you, looks like
3: you pull back further out yeah. and it's a lot further away. Here's the more it's, important it's, thing. a lot less than a map.
0: The map is actually, uh, with the greatest respect to the people with the AMN, the map is useless because the map only shows places that are uh, in the preparation phase mm-hmm. uh, or commenced building or available. Now, build preparation mm-hmm. means like they're, they're starting to dig in your street. and So not starting, but they're starting to measure out your street. Build commence means they're starting to dig, and service available means they're finished, right? So it, yes. doesn't, it doesn't give you an indication of when it's coming. Now, have you checked the list, not the map?
3: What, what, what list would that be?
0: Okay, here we go. This is good. I, I'm, I'm excited now because I feel like you're going to be okay. Right. Now, spell it out for me again. K... Oh. Okay,
3: you can give me some good news. K O O N Finelli, Okay,
0: Now, um, yeah. Giraween, you said you were in, yeah?
3: That, well, that's the exchange that yep. we're connected to, and yep. it's the exchange that everybody is kind of not touching with a 10 foot pole.
0: So, suburbs such as Balga, Malaga, Girrawin, and Kundula are all very, very close together, right? Yeah. And that's because and that's why there are 11,700 homes in that area that mm-hmm. are, are going to be connected to the NBN using fibre-to-the-node technology, In the mm-hmm. s- and, and the builds will commence in the second half of 2017.
3: Great. Right. So we're still a good couple of years away at best.
0: Look, it's, it's better than me telling it's the first half or second half of 2018... Let me, well, let me put it to tiring. you that way. This is true. That's, the good news is that's now a date. That's a, now the reason it's a six month window, right? So some people, it says March 2016, uh, you know, January 2016, it gives you a month. Uh, if it's in the early parts of the next eight to 12 months, it'll give you a month. If it's uh, in the year after that, it'll probably give you like a quarter, like, you know, a three month mm-hmm. window. And for you and me, cause I'm in 2017 as well, it says, um, it, it says which, which, which half of the year you're going to get it right now again as i say that is only when build commences so you probably won't have the nbn available in your house until sometime in 2018 but that's still before the nbn's complete in 2020 um it is a milestone in time towards um, construction so the good news is you are on the map you are what you are part of that 9.5 million homes
3: Meanwhile, can I get you to explain to the three teenagers in the house why they can't actually operate more than two devices at the same time?
0: Yeah, no, that's not my job. <laughs> I got I got my own worries coming with that when I grow up. It's, here's an interesting thing for you, though, um, and I don't want to make you feel awful, but Alexander Heights, Balladura, Greenwood, Marangaroo, yeah, and Mirrabooka. Don't tell
3: me the don't tell me the places that are 500 metres away. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're they're. Oh, mate, I, I, feel, I feel terrible. You're going yes, to find out exactly. sooner or later, so you, I might as well tell you now. They're going to and get... I'm trying to explain
3: to, kids, to the kids when I go, but I go to Fred's house and he's got all of yeah. it. like, yeah, we don't live in Fred's house. We live so, like, but we only live a little bit away. It's like, yeah, it's good, not like the water. Good, no.
0: good news, bad news. Okay, good news, bad news. Good news is they're not getting it uh, much earlier than you. They're only getting it half a year earlier than you. So first half of 2017, right? But they're mm. going to get it using hybrid, fibre, coaxial, the HFC cable network. So they must have pay TV cable in their suburb. And you don't? Uh, don't know,
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I, couldn't, I couldn't say for that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they've, they're, they're getting the HFC, which means they've got the pay TV cable and that's why they're getting the internet that way. Um, but hey, look, in, in all honesty, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's a pain that it's 2017, but there was 9.5 million homes that had no idea when they were going to get the NBN as of, you know, a week ago. But today, I can say to you that construction will begin on the NBN in the second half of 2017. That's, that's, that's good. That's positive. It's not what you well, want to hear. I, I guess
3: that's better than I can turn up when I look, in, look at uh, the, the maps that I was looking at. Um, so,
0: and so this is my my argument. that
3: we disappeared completely off the radar. And,
0: and why, that, why that happened, I think, is they had a build plan in place, and it was kind of published, and then they've gone, as of this date, here's the new build plan. And so all the stuff that was planned is, is off, off the radar, and they've now got a plan to get to those 9.5 million homes. Um, and, the, and the critical thing is this is not on the map. You need to go on the NBN website, um, if you want to really shoot yourself in the foot and look at other people's homes and stuff. On the NBN website, don't do the search your address on the about halfway down three-year construction plan. That's what you click on, and then you do a text search for your suburb. Okay, sorry, Dave. Yeah,
3: gee, thanks for that.
0: <laughs> I feel like it was positive um,
3: news, but maybe. not. Well, well, I guess on on one question, you might be able to to, to help me with if you know if Chelsea was talking to me and saying, "Hey, look, we can do a bit better because we own the copper." Is that something that's vaguely genuine or or not? I mean, who are you with now? Not, well, we're currently with Optus. That's for the, the home phone, the internet. Uh, and we've got a couple of mobiles with them.
0: And you're off-contract? We've got
3: stock sell separately. Um, and I've right. got a Telstra mobile. I have to for work because I work away, and Telstra's the only thing that I can use. Yep. Um, if we checked everything with Telstra, we'd be about the same cost per month. Mm. Literally the only thing that would change would be the potential speed of the, of the internet. That's um, the only thing that, that, that might change. But I'm I'm dubious that they can say, Oh, yeah, because we own the copper, we can actually give you better speed than we can, than anybody else can give
0: you. I am also dubious. but here's the cool thing. Are you off contract with Optus?
3: Oh, I believe so,
0: yeah. So I'd be ringing Telstra, and I would... This is going to be the hardest part, is, is finding the right person to speak to, but I'd be saying, I'm, I'm happy to switch. I am not happy to sign on a 24-month contract. I'm happy Mm -hmm. to sign a 24-month contract if you give me 60-day grace period. So you're basically saying, I'm happy to have a two-year contract if it works. And so you say to them, I'm totally happy to be with you if you give me better speed. And you get that in writing. I don't know how you do it, mate. I don't know whether you go to your local Telstra store or whether you just keep hammering away at some salesperson somewhere. But the fact is, you are absolutely willing to change. And that means they're absolutely likely to get your money, but only if they can follow through with your... Uh, their commitment to you. And I think, mate, anyway, I think about in any other business, you would abs- you'd say, okay, fine, good. If we can't follow through, then go, you know, we accept that you'll leave us. So I'd be interested yeah, to know whether you can right. win that argument. I think it'd be worthwhile battling it.
3: You're dead right. I might have to, I, I have to say, I've found with Telstra that one of the things that, um, that works best is I don't know whether you ever got on and used the, the chat functionality on yeah, the, the website.
0: Totally. And then I've it's in writing. Had
3: excellent results through that. You don't have to actually speak to anybody. Mm. So there's no language barrier. Somebody, somebody's typing back to you in English. Um, and, and, and everything happens. Just, it just happens. And, and you I can save
4: text it. For that.
0: You can save that text. So you could say to them, can you uh, make a commitment mm. in writing here by saying, yes, we agree that you, yeah. that, that I have a 60-day-out clause on my 24-month contract? Mm. Based purely on speed. speed. You've got to go back to somewhere else. Eh? Based, <laughs> yeah, but, but then at, least, at least then you're calling their bluff. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: That, that's food for thought. Cheers for that. It's, it's given me something to think about.
0: And just lastly, you've obviously tested in terms of speed and stuff. You've tested at the modem, not your Wi-Fi, because the modem is where the yeah uh, you know, the speed is. Yeah, yeah.
3: And it's yeah. On a on a, on a good day, it might crawl up as high as nine or ten, but okay. it's sporadic and, and spasmodic, and yeah. Optus tell us no, no, no. You should be getting ten to twelve all day. And it's like, well, you come and bloody measure it then.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. No, no. You, you can
3: disconnect everything else, turn the wireless off, mm. and just have you know one one computer hooked straight into the modem and nothing else. Mm. And yeah, six to seven regularly, maybe nine or ten on a really good day. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you you know you you bang a, a TV and a Fox call box and the 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 TV set top box on that, and then there's you know umpteen wireless devices, Mm. so they're all sucking from the same pie.
0: Yep, that's the problem. (laughs) Good luck. Nobody
3: can go without anything.
0: No, no, (laughs) especially teenagers. Sorry, Dave. I mean, I feel like we've we've at least achieved some information sharing here. May not be what you wanted to hear, but I'll let you sleep on it, mate. And uh, if you have luck with Telstra, I want to know about it.
3: No worries, buddy. I appreciate it. If I, if I get somewhere with them, I'll definitely let you know. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, for, Good for the chat.
0: Thank you. And uh, you can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website, EFTM.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 303. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, anything you like, just get on the blower, 1 800 or go to the website, yourtechlife.com or EFTM.com.au. G'day, Peter. How are you going, Trevor? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
4: Well, I'm looking to uh, build a home out of a couple of large containers.
0: As in shipping containers?
4: Yes, say 40 footers.
0: I've seen uh, this concept on, on like, TV shows and stuff. Is that, uh, is that something kind of funky you're doing, or are you doing it for uh, affordability, or what, why does one choose that style of home? bit of both. Yeah, yeah
4: looking to retire uh, out in the country and put a couple of these down, do them up. But what my question was, uh, obviously I'd like to put some sound in there. They're not huge dimensions, and I was wondering whether something like a Bose system... Or I read somewhere about sound bars offer quite good sound quality. Yeah. And I was looking for your
0: thoughts. Mate, I would love to start from scratch again. I mean, it's such a great opportunity if you're willing to to kind of go, okay, I've got two empty containers here. You obviously fit them out and then go, right, what do we need? So the thing yep. is, you, you've absolutely nailed it. You've kind of got this scale of of sound systems and, you know, the... The high-end uh, Big Bang Bose sound system is, without question, the the best way to go for, you know, when you've got the whole lounge room, the multi-room and all that kind of stuff. But it is really, you know, a thing that was made for large homes and, you know, expensive installs. These days, I mean, I got a thing sent to me today from a company called Laser, um, which is a, you know, multi-room sound system. It's essentially just a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth system. So these days, they're everywhere, right? So... In my mind, while I, if you know, if I was building a multi million dollar mansion, I would definitely put Bose speakers in every room and a Bose system. Mate, today I would say the top end is probably Sonos. Um, So a Sonos system is fantastic because you can have different elements to it. You can have a sound bar for your television, which means that while you're watching TV, the sound is exceptional. And then you can have smaller speakers in every other room, or in your case, maybe just in one other room. And if you want to just enjoy beautiful music across the whole house, well, you, you, you put the music on both. If you want to just listen to music in, the, in the, the other room, you just put it on the one speaker. If you want to listen to okay. just the soundbar, you listen to just the soundbar. So I would argue a Sonos is the, probably the easiest system to get in in terms of multi-room, well-connected systems. And mm. then the next step, or probably alongside that, is Bose now have a thing called SoundTouch and it's, it's pretty much a multi-room system in the same way. And i tell you the cool thing about it. You can get a range of different speakers, not really a soundbar, but certainly you can get, you know, small speakers, big speakers. And they still have six buttons on them, like one, two, three, four, five, six, for programmable things, like an old radio would have. But what it means is you can program, number one, to be, right, let's play my classical music playlist. Number two, play my hit music playlist. Number three, use tune-in radio to listen to, you know, to UE in Sydney. Number four, so you can make it do anything. It's customizable. It's very cool. Right. But, yeah, you know, yeah. in two 40-foot containers, mate, you could also <laughs> just as easily get away with having a couple of really good quality Bluetooth speakers. Because they, okay. they, they, they might... Like, even a Logitech UE Megaboom, right, which is a really simple um, speaker, about 350 bucks. If you get yeah. two of those... Again, you can have them operating independently or you can pair them together as a stereo pair and, you know, really get some solid sound out of them. So, mate, your options from, you know, basically 300 to $400 upwards are yeah. exceptional. And all you need to do is make sure that when you build the innards of that home, the insulation and stuff is done so well that you don't get, you know, reverberations and sound and stuff because obviously you're build, building in a metal container.
4: Of course. Well, the insulation is a crucial part of the whole deal. Mm. Otherwise, you're, you're going to fry in the summer and uh, freeze in the winter.
0: Yeah.
4: Also, um, you've got to worry about condensation and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I thought because we're not in huge dimensions here, are we, with the no. rooms?
0: No. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I've got Bluetooth speakers that you could sit at the end of a you know, 30, 40-foot room and, and – the, the whole thing would just feel beautifully. It'd be fantastic. So you don't need I y I don't think you need more than two speakers mate. Right? Now Is so that so, all? so basically I don't know how many how you're splitting the thing up, but I would assume with a two forty foot containers you're pretty much doing, you know, one large open room and then a bedroom kind of thing. You're not you know two little, beds, yeah. Two yeah. beds. So maybe you get three speakers. Yeah. One one for the lounge room, one for each bedroom, and then you've got the option of, you know, having a person in each bedroom listen to their own music or running all speakers joined together um, playing the same sound. Uh, And it's very easy to do. There's so many good systems out there that, mate, this is a a fun little project you'll have at the tech side of things.
4: Well, what I'll do, Trevor, is once I've got everything up and running, I'll um, do a little video and show you how it
0: works. I can't wait, mate. Good luck with it, Peter. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for getting in touch. And you. Bye-bye. Good on you. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking
3: technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long.
0: Well, what a difference a week makes, hey? You know, last week we were all talking about Kogan and Kogan Mobile's back and, you know, 30 bucks gets you this and that. But, you know, in just a week there's another better deal. Or, you know, you could argue better deal. I'm going to leave that up to you. But, uh the point being that there is, um, there is always a conversation to be had about getting the right deal for you in your mobile. Now, if I have to bang on every week, as I pretty much do, about the idea that you don't need to be on a contract, you don't need to get a new phone every year or two years, that there are really interesting options around how you can um, spend money and save money. Uh, oh, that's a success for me because people actually do it finally. So let's talk Boost We've talked boost a little bit, but I gotta say, on my radar, it's probably not in the top four, top five. And that this man will change that for me because he'll be filthy that I've even said that. Ian uh Ian or from Boosters on the line. Good Ian.
5: Hey Trevor, how are you? It's
0: very hard to have my radar covered with every single mobile company. So uh, you know, it's tough, and I wonder whether that's the problem for consumers as well. They're uh, you know, they got they know they're big three. I don't know. One or two others is probably what comes to mind for a lot of people. Is that the challenge for a brand like Boost in the market? Uh, yeah, you've,
5: you've pretty much hit that on the head. I think I think before we um, focus on that, though, it's about getting the the products right, yep. and um, that's what we've been working pretty hard on for, for the last six or nine months. Because so obviously, you know, the
0: product wise, you move to Telstra. You've been with Telstrip all along, and as I understand it, I mean that's. Uh, that's more than just an MVNO relationship. That's a that's a that's a kind of a partnership. You don't have to go into the detail, but it's it's a little bit more than just you know one of the other you know players out there in the market. So Telstra Network has always been behind you. That's good, and you've just moved to the four G, which is excellent because that's what people are asking for for whatever reason. So is that that's again part of the product? That's about getting the product right, going to what consumers yeah, that, are wanting.
5: That, that's right, Trevor. In fact, in fact, from back as far back as two thousand, we were on a different network and. Two and a half years ago, we partnered up with um, Telstra and uh, and kind of started again. Yep. And, and from that point on, things have um, gone onwards and upwards, and, and we couldn't be happier um, with, with the relationship. So um, having the, the best network backing is, is part of delivering a great offer to our customers. But, um, you know, of course, they want more than just a great network. So
0: yeah.
5: we're hoping, hoping that um, our latest offer uh, delivers exactly what they're looking for. So...
0: And before we touch on the and, and talk about in detail the offer, um, market segment-wise, is, is there a skew to your customer? Is it a, a younger customer or is it is that just the case because of the way – because you've got a very kind of hip and funky brand, if I was to say, and I'm a pretty boring old man, so maybe that's just me. But you, it strikes me that your marketing is towards the younger segment and they're the people that are trying to save the most money, probably. Yeah,
5: yes. Um, interesting, yes. So. Uh, you... Trevor, we do skew young. Um, our kind of core audience tends to sit in the the student demographic, and um, and probably up to around 30. But there's a hell of a lot of 40-year-old teenagers out there who find our brand quite appealing as well. So um, our footprint's pretty broad, but we, we definitely skew young. We definitely focus some of our um, our media on that younger demographic. So that's the case, and you'll find you know um, you know young students uh, looking for value absolutely as uh, this. People become more independent, and as their, their desire for data increases, um, you know, they, uh, they're, they're happy to spend more. The, yeah. the, the mobile is such an integral part of their life these days that um, you know, price is, is becoming less of a barrier to entry. It's more about getting the, the value right, hmm. and that's what we're focusing on.
0: Which is interesting about your new deal. So the new deal on, on headline value, if you like, is exceptional, $40 a month, for 11 gigabytes of data. That's ridiculous, uh, on any scale. You know, we we're talking last week with Wilson Kogan, 30 bucks a month, three gig of data is excellent. So 40 bucks a yep. month for 11 gig data is exceptional, but you know, there is, it's not a catch. There's, uh, there's a criteria around that. Now, in simple terms, as, as I understand it, um, you used to have an, in, a plan somewhat similar, but let's talk about the new plan only. 40 bucks a month yep. is three gig of data across the month. But on the weekends, every weekend, you get two gig of data extra from you know midnight Friday through to Sunday. Uh, so basically, if you if you're data hungry on the weekends, this is this is crazy value in, in general terms. And I was thinking about it. Surely most people are data hungry on the weekends because they're you know, and, and I'm talking the older demographic. They're working during the week. They're not using their phones as much. They're on Wi-Fi at work. It's it's actually, you know, the odd bit at night, but then it's on the weekends that they're out at this, the kids' sport, they're running around, they're doing other things. That's when you need data, isn't it?
5: That's Well, that's exactly what our information and what our customers are telling us. So yeah, we tend to see a bit of a spike um, yeah, late in the evenings and then we see a big spike on weekends. So really, you know, we, we're trying to deliver more value without raising the price. So this is, this is a, I guess, a, a way to deliver the extra data but give it to them at a time we know they, they're using it. And, of course, you know, with internet TV becoming so prevalent these days and the consumption of video, um, You know, this really gives you the opportunity to sit back and you know, watch Presto or Netflix on the weekend and um, on your mobile and um, not be fearful of um, the implications on your data. So
0: so from a uh, user it's, it's perspective, I often talk to people about you know, monitoring your usage because it's the one thing that I reckon, if we did a, um, a Vox pop in Pitt Street Mall and said, okay, how much data do you use a month? I reckon most people wouldn't have a rat, so they wouldn't. They wouldn't know. They'd just go, oh, "I've got ten, or I've got six, or I've got 4, But they don't actually know what they're using. Um, mm. How, forgetting the fact that that's a big problem, how does a boost customer going forward monitor this? Is the, is your have you got an app that allows you to see where you're yep. at with your two gig every weekend?
5: Yep, yep, we have an app. Um, so that's um, that's an easy. Um Easy thing to keep an eye on. Um, we're finding obviously data consumption going up and up and, and data needs, of course, um, uh, are increasing, uh, month on month almost. In fact, our $40 customers are using up to 30, 40% more data than they were four months ago. So mm. we're trying to keep pace without, without taking the price up. And, um, and yeah, so they can track that. That's not an issue. Um, and hopefully, uh, this kind of, you know, relieves them of the anxiety of where they're at each month because each weekend they'll get an extra two gig boost to their plan
0: who's responsible for telling telstra what you're doing with your plans because surely someone at telstra goes whoa whoa what's this all about
5: uh we have a, a good relationship with telstra we work pretty collaboratively with them you know we've we have a uh, a defined target market that we, we we try and connect with and um and get people onto their great network so um yeah, look, it's not it's not as difficult as you might
0: think. Um, <laughs> it's just... it. But, it, it remi- I had the same conversation with Wilson Kogan about Vodafone, except the my theory around Vodafone bringing... You know, I'm not asking you to comment on this, but I'll, I'll get to the point. My theory around Vodafone letting Co- Kogan onto the network was essentially they, they spent billions on the network, and it's not, not at capacity. Let's start using it, because it won't degrade the service, um, because then we get a better return on the overall capacity. But Telstra... Especially their four G network is now where they they're pushing their customers. So th- there's got to be a balance between making sure we don't over-utilise the network. But I guess you all know the data, you, you see the stats, you would know that the network can handle the extra load on the weekends if that was to happen.
5: Well, that's right. And I think um, I think you know having Telstra behind us gives us that confidence. But also, you know, Telstra's. Um, very focused on continuing to build and upgrade, and improve their network to make sure they maintain that kind of premium network and um, you know and, and better service to customers. So um, no, no fear of that from from our point of view. And as long as we're getting people onto their network, um, everyone's happy. So
0: is the biggest uh, challenge just getting people to, to to purge, to change, to merge, track, to to port their numbers? Because I feel like if you look at a May sim. For example, uh, you know, they say 600,000 customers. I say uh, you know, 150,000 of them are on their 40 dollars dollar plan. The rest of them are on you know, pay-as-you-go, $0.12 cents a minute style plans. Um, is the challenge getting the people who are happy with their prepaid plan to just realise that it takes five minutes to port your number?
5: Uh, you know what? Sometimes we, we forget that customers uh, don't know how easy it is. In fact... Some of our recent communication is focused on reminding people of that. And mm. um, marketing, we get pretty excited about the latest thing and often forget the fundamentals, which is it is very easy to port across. Um, there's very few or no barriers to, to get onto our network, really. And, um, yeah, hopefully the experience once they're there uh, keeps them there and our our data shows that our customers are pretty loyal. So I think they're voting with their, their wallets that they're, they're happy and uh, hopefully this will just make them even happier.
0: Boost on the Telstra network, 40 bucks a month, 11 gig of data in total if you use it wisely, 3 gig uh, spans the month and, and 2 gig every week, and it's a pretty exceptional deal, um... Oh, my only concern for people is just making sure they monitor it. If they can do that successfully through the app, because I've you know, spent a lot of time encouraging people to use the, you know, the usage apps on your Android or your, or your iPhone, but they're not going to help you with the breakdown. Yeah. So you do need to keep your eye on that, that app because you know 2GIG on the weekend is awesome, but you know, if you stream too much Netflix, you're going to chew through that quickly. So just know your usage, check your usage regularly, and learn how usage changes with your own habits changing, and, uh, and you should be fine because it's a cracking deal, mate. Uh, good luck with it.
5: Great. Good on you, Trevor. Thank you, and, um, yeah, thanks for the time, and hopefully our customers will, will uh, vote that way in the market. So, Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Cheers.
0: Well, we do it all. Thanks to the good people. Garmin, Garmin Satellite and Navigation GPS Technology. Now, if you've got the Vivo Fit 2, um, don't forget that Garmin now have available uh, style accessories. For the Vivo Fit too, so you can because you know the, the the actual little computer part comes out and it's just a you know rubberized band. So you can now now get Jonathan Adler and Garmin a Newport Trio. There's a black, a red, and a blue um, that come forty five bucks, and you get three there. Um, and they've got beautiful patterns on them. These are these are designed for the Vivo Fit. These are designed bands that give you a way of accessorizing essentially what is a thing that looks a bit boring when some people just wear them. You know the black whatever brand it might be. So if you go to the Garmin website, I'm on the, the Shop by Accessories page. They've got heaps of different colours that you can buy new colours. Plus, you've got the Jonathan Adler um, sets. So they have a Jonathan Adler Palm Beach Trio, which is like a pink, a blue, and an orange. Very nice designs. And then they've got the, the Newport, the blue, the red, and the black, or the dark grey. Plus, you can just buy coloured bands as well. And uh, well worth checking out. A heap of great products available from Garmin, including accessories. Accessories. Uh, check them out at garmin.com.au. A couple of quick things before we get back into calls and such. Um, guitar Hero Live is out now. Very cool game. I um, I haven't played Guitar Hero much before, but th- they sent me the the guitar, and it's quite easy to use. The you know instead of strumming, there's a there's a little kind of um, little board there that you can kind, of kind of flick up and down, so you can very much strum it. And then there's six buttons up the top of the of the. Of the fretboard, is that what it's called? Up near the head of the guitar, that you can press depending on what you're prompted to do on screen. The whole objective is to play along with Guitar Hero Music and see how well you can do. And it's bloody hard, okay? <laughs> but what's even more daunting is when you're playing badly, the crowd the, like it's a real video, the crowd boos you. Even your bandmates give you a stick. But if you're smashing it and playing really well, the crowd gets into it, the band gets into it, it's actually very, very cool. Um, uh, if you love your Guitar Hero, obviously if, if your kids are into it or you might be into it, um, it's, uh, it's very cool to play. It's a, it's a very cool game and the, the accessory of the guitar is just awesome. You can also now get it for iOS. So you can actually get a guitar for your iPad or iPhone. So you can play solo or with two controllers. So um, you can even have a microphone to sing along if you like. Um, that's very cool. Uh, available PlayStation, Xbox, all the different platforms, plus um, your uh, your iPhone now. Uh, as a one guitar bundle, 150 bucks. A two guitar bundle, 200 bucks. For PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox, uh, Xbox 360, the Wii, and iPod, iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. And later this year, Apple TV. That's where I reckon I'll plan on. use that Apple TV is going to go well. Um, so Guitar Hero Live is now available. Uh put it on the list for Christmas. That's what I'd suggest. Guitar Hero Live. And a quick one, if you're uh, one of those people that hates the fact that your battery's always going flat. Um, Facebook admitted, announced that they, uh, their app was terribly drawing the battery in the background. If you haven't updated your apps automatically, then if you go into um, uh, Settings, and then a battery, and look at the amount of um, battery usage. But then click on Facebook, and it actually shows you the background usage. You might see, like, two hours of usage and 25 hours of background usage. That's what they've changed. So make sure you do the app updates, and um, you'll really, you will really should see a benefit from that if, if Facebook has been a problem for you. So interesting that Facebook actually admitted it and put out an app update. So... Very cool stuff. Uh, just a simple note and a reminder to update your apps. And frankly, you should turn auto app updates on because that's the reason that they do them. Just turn it on. It's very simple. You're listening to your tech life. Get in touch anytime. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. And you can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Bob.
4: How are you, Trevor?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
4: I uh, just have a question on uh, if you have heard any uh, anything definite about the release of an updated iPad Air uh, beyond the Air Two. Uh, there was some talk there in podcasts prior to the uh, the Apple convention there in uh, September that uh, perhaps there'd be an upgrade there prior to Christmas. Is there?
0: And so, are you concerned if you buy one it'll be outdated in a couple of months? Basically, yes. <laughs> Look, I, I don't. I, I had to be the one that you know determines whether or not I, you know, this is the case or not. But let me put it to you this way. If you bought an iPad Air 2 today, it's absolutely a great device for three, four years in advance. I mean, there's just no doubt it has a long life ahead of it. I don't think, Bob, that we're going to see a new iPad this side of Christmas. In fact, I don't think we'll see one this side of March because right. what they did at that big event where they announced the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, the new Apple TV, was they announced the iPad Pro, which is a, a new... Bigger tablet, so that's their new big thing. And they also yeah. announced, I think, a change to the Mini, um, a processor change. Yeah. So, you know, it's now got yeah. the, the same power as the iPad Air 2. So I think if they were going to do anything, they would have done it there. Um, yeah. So I think you're pretty safe, my, my view. Yeah. yeah, no, I have the, uh,
4: an iPad 4, which was, you know, the one that the... Uh G four operated in quite well and it's still doing the job pretty well anyway. Yeah, so that's it's
0: the one between coming up to that's, three years old. Is that the one with a lightning connector, but it still kind of has the shape of an iPad two three?
4: Yes.
0: Yeah, right. Great device. And that's the thing, mate. Why well, mate, I've still got an iPad one here that I'm using for my for the musical stings you hear on the on the show. I've still got an iPad two here and the kids use iPad twos. I've only got an iPad Air because I'm fortunate enough that Apple sent me one to review and I've still got it to play around with on my drone and stuff. I, you know, the iPads are great. They're very, the big difference now, though, is that when you get the new one, the iPad Air, you'll start to get new functions and features like that split screen multitasking. That's yes. that's pretty darn cool and is a reason to upgrade.
4: Yes, and they're nice and lightweight and they're a little oh, bit more compact as it's well. It's
0: ridiculous how small they are and light they are. I mean, it's... It's mind-blowing to think what they've been able to get in terms of reducing the size and weight of those things, I reckon. So, look, I think it's safe to buy one. If it happens that you look over your shoulder and you realise they've released some sort of update, it will be incremental. It won't be revolutionary. I think yep. you're safe, Bob. Yep. All right. Okay. Good luck, mate. Let me know how you go and enjoy the purchase, mate, if you're off shopping.
4: Yes. Okay, thanks for that, Trevor.
0: Cheers, mate. Thanks for getting in touch, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It is great to have your company. Now, there are certain elements of technology which, unfortunately, even though I am immersed in technology, literally pass me by. And there's a couple of those that come straight to mind. The first one is all the cool stuff that's happening with baby monitors and stuff, because that all came out came out after I had kids. Very annoying. But the other one is online dating i 'm not across it i 've never had a profile because i 'm lucky enough to have now been married ten years and I met my wife at work so you know i 'm kind of a very boring individual, but I have plenty of friends who uh, well i 'm not going to say struggle through life in that sense, but I certainly know a couple of people who met online and have since married and now building families so it 's a pretty cool space and it 's actually quite interesting when you think about the evolution of technology in that space so one such application is Zoosk, and uh, David Peterson from Zusk is on the line. Good mate. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, really good. I mean, let's uh, let's cast our mind back. I mean, online dating when it first started was just um, an evolution of the of the the newspaper ads, right? It was you went from going, you know, seeking man man seeking woman. You know, here's what I'm after, and you know, you put an ad out. That was about as good as it got if you weren't on the, you know, the pub and bar scene you know, 15 years ago. Originally, when online dating and, and these kind of concepts were around, that's all it was. But it is very different these days. It's, it's so much more than just trying to find someone. It's actually about connecting people, isn't it?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: And how does, how does, that, how does that done with technology?
1: So you know it's interesting there there're 2500 dating sites currently in the world right now. Um, it it's just astronomical. Um, and right now we're it's actually estimated that about 1000 are going to launch just in the next year. So we're going to be up to about 3500 probably by the end of 2016. And for a lot of people that's really overwhelming. It's like how do you how do you go through even three or four sites without feeling like you're wasting your time? I mean mm-hmm. there's so many different options. You know, how, how do you get to the site that's right for you? Um, so, you know, at Zeus, we, we like to think of ourselves as a little bit different than a lot of the players out there. Um, when our two co-founders started um, our app, they, um, they saw sort of a, a, an interesting opportunity. A lot, of the, um, a lot of the dating apps that were currently available were all survey-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a very personalized approach to dating. I mean, dating is a very personal experience. And it shouldn't just be the same survey for everybody. That's not, uh, dating doesn't work the same way for every single person. So they decided to take a, a, a totally radical approach to dating where they were like, listen, we don't want people to be stuck filling out all these surveys that don't really mean anything. We really are more interested in people's behavior because what you say you want may be a lot different than what you actually want.
0: Mm. What you so think you want that is different to what you actually tough. want. I'm sorry? What you think you want may actually be different to what you actually want through your behavior.
1: Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So they decided to build a technology that's called behavioral matchmaking technology, and that's a total mouthful. Um, So I like to describe it as Zeus being sort of the Netflix of dating. Um, You know, when you go on Netflix and you watch a movie, right after the movie ends, it says, hey, because you watched this movie, here are three other movies that we think you might like. So it it sort of acts like a recommendation engine, but the difference between us and a Netflix or a Pandora is that with Netflix and Pandora, it's a one-way algorithm, right? It's somebody picks something and that's Mm. it. With dating, you have to pick somebody and that person has to pick you back. So the way that the algorithm works on Zeus is that we track your behavior. Every single thing that you do on the site is a data point. So any person you click on, any person you don't click on, any person you message – the more you behave on the site, and the more you interact with it, the smarter the algorithm gets about who you want and we 're going to show you people not only who we think that you'd be interested in but also who we think would be interested in you back
0: mm. and so literally, by scrolling through a list and I know it sounds very transactional, but let's this is this is how online dating services work now it is it is transactional you are literally. Clicking through a list and, you know, we could talk about the other apps where you were literally swiping through a list, but what, what we're talking about here is if you pass over three people's profiles and choose not to even click on them, that's a, a, that's a data point for you to be able to say, well, that we didn't even get their interest with that person. So it's either something about the look, the, the basic profile, but what is it about the one that they clicked on that made it work? And then when, once you've clicked on three without even engaging with those three people, you're able to compare, you're able to work with the data that, that is, is shared amongst those to basically push up continually better recommendations. That's the, the concept.
1: That's exactly right. And, you know, we actually had um, about a year and a half ago, we had a time reporter come to us and say, listen, I want to put your recommendation engine to the test, um, and I'm going to be on the site for two weeks, and then after two weeks, you need to tell me what my preferences are. So you, we absolutely engaged with her on that. And what we told her, though, we, we said, listen, in order for this to work, you have to interact with the site. You can't just build an account and then just not use it. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. algorithm won't work then. You have to really interact with the site. You have to message people. You have to put through profiles and at the end of she was actually married. Um, So this was actually a really interesting test. Mm. And at the end of, yeah. And and at the end of two weeks, we came back to her and we said, listen, this is the type that we think that, you know, you'd be the most interested in without even knowing. She didn't even disclose that she was married. She disclosed at the end that she was, Mm. Um, and she was laughing. And we asked her why she was laughing. And she said, you know, that's, I always thought I was attracted to like younger, like Italian-looking firefighters, mm. and I ended up with a guy who was older than me and bald, and who was not a firefighter. And the guy that we were describing to her was almost exactly the guy that she ended up marrying.
0: <laughs> well, that worked out okay. Um, it would it would be probably more interesting for you to have someone who, because obviously, and again, I'm not in the game, but obviously in the dating game, you know, people go on multiple dates, so there's something to be said about. The data points around, sure. you know, how often you, you engage with someone, you know, face to face because you're obviously there's a there's a contact mechanism there. And obviously, if you if you leave Zeus essentially for three weeks, it it might be assumed from a data point of view that, you know, that was a successful match. But then you've obviously come back. It lasted three weeks as opposed to the two that it normally lasts. You know, so there's a bunch of stuff that actually works towards helping you that. I would assume that people don't have an issue with that because the whole point of being engaged in these sites is to find, you know, your soulmate. So you must be – people must be pretty happy with the concept of their privacy, with the greatest respect, their privacy being completely open to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, we, we've certainly had a lot of success stories come through and it's, that's always really nice to hear that, you know, our, our, our app is working and that people are loving our site and that, you know, they're actually finding people and that our technology is working mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the end game. That's, that's absolutely what we want. However, we do position ourselves a little differently than other apps sort of position ourselves. We, as soon as we really do believe in the dating process, mm. um, a lot of these apps and sites out there, if you don't get married, then that's looked at as a failure.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: we, we, we really do believe in the fact that dating should be fun. Mm. And if you go on one date, two dates, three dates, five dates, marriage, kids, that's all success to us. Mm. So you don't have to be married. You don't have to have kids. You don't have to have a family in order for us to say, okay, we did our job. If we're connecting you with people and you're having a fun time and then you you find a significant relationship with somebody, that's great. Um, But we like to be sort of firmly sort of in the middle of the road in the sense that, you know, there are a lot of apps out there that are sort of for casual dating um, Mm. and sort of casual hookups on sort of one end of the spectrum. And then on the other, sort of like I was saying earlier, there's sort of the marriage Mm. uh, focused app. And uh, we we like to our tagline at Zeus is actually first comes like. Because we really do believe that you have to like somebody before you love them, yeah. and you have to go through the process of dating them and getting to know them uh, before you actually have a spark with them. Um, and uh, we we think that the, the feedback that we've gotten from our consumers and from people that have seen our advertising is uh, they really do believe in that message as well, and they, they really respect the fact that we're – not putting so much pressure on them to get to this end goal of marriage, that mm-hmm. so they can actually have fun just during the dating process.
0: So just quickly, where, where does Australia sit in the, in the overall marketplace then for, for Zoosk and I guess for online dating overall?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because in Australia, out of so we're, we have 35 million members in 80 countries, and we're in 25 different languages. And actually, Australia is number one in terms of market penetration. We have the mm-hmm. highest market penetration here out of the 80 countries we're in, and that includes wow. the U.S. Wow.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so we, that's, that's actually sort of why we're, we're here this week and where we're talking to people because we really do want to, you know, get on the ground here and, and talk to folks and say, listen, like we, there are a lot of people here who, who use this. And we want to make sure our message is sort of uh, said loud and clear about who we are and what we do and sort of how we're different than, you know, the RSVPs and the Oasis that, and the Tinders that, you know, people really know about here.
0: It's a very good point of difference because I, I guess, you know, for people that, I mean, some, some companies spend a lot of money on TV advertising and that obviously gets an impact. But people may not realize that there's a different style experience out there. And I guess the behavioral matchmaking is your point of difference and the overall concept seems to be working very well for you. So uh, well, it's very interesting. Thank you, Dave. Very good to have a chat, mate. And uh, good luck with your, uh, your little uh, tour in Australia. Great. Thanks so much, Trevor. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Anytime you like, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Veronica.
2: Hi, Trevor. How are you? Good.
0: What can I do for you?
2: Uh, just a quick, simple question. Mm-hmm. I read your email this morning about the Apple TV is now available, the new Apple TV is available in Australia yep I just I have the original and the best <laughs> um, and I just wanted to know is Apple still going to um, give updates and um, most especially you know supply us with new apps like the last one, I think it was ten play, and I was sort of hoping that there was going to be more catch up TV apps added.
0: Mm. My simple that- answer to that without knowing for sure is no <laughs> they 'll still support it, so any bugs that that occur they 'll fix. Um, any updates required to those apps the the app owners will will fix, but no you won 't get any of the new guys um because it 's it 's just been so expensive to build for the old apple t v that 's why they haven 't been there that now the new platform is easy to develop, and it's you don 't need you can do it autonomously without apple 's involvement so yeah, I think to be honest, what I'd be doing is seeing if there's a second TV in the house or someone else in your family who might benefit from the coolness of an Apple TV for airplane stuff, and I'd get myself the new one because it will be a better device over time because of the number of apps that are available.
2: So will the uh, all of the pay, uh pay you know um, catch up TV apps be available?
0: Oh, you, you know, I can't. I can't say for sure, but I can, you know, look, I can speak between you and I. I can tell you that SBS is working on one because I work there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if you look at any app that is on an iPhone or iPad, yeah. it's not hard to convert to Apple TV, the new Apple TV. So if it's on iPhone or iPad, you should be able to get onto, onto the new one. But that won't happen immediately. The app, they still have to build it.
2: Yeah. Well, that's basically what I do now. I've got all the apps on my iPhone, so I just AirPlay the app onto the Apple, you know, onto my TV. Anyway, so
0: mm.
2: um, but I was just sort of hoping they might still support the old Apple TV because it's brilliant and I love it.
0: Beautiful. I think you'll like the new one. It's 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 just as good. It does everything the the old one does. It's just going to do so much more, and that's the critical thing.
2: Yeah. I don't play games though, so I can't see the value in. in changing, have I? Because I just don't play games
0: online. Well, I think when those, when those catch-up TV apps uh, appear when different yeah. interactivities occur, I think it'll be interesting to look back in six months and see how you feel about it. Yeah,
2: maybe. Good <laughs> luck. Let sure. me know what you do. Okay. Good on you. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks
0: for getting in touch. Bye. And you can get in touch as well. Anytime you like, go to the website, eftm.com.au <laughs> Alright, that's a wrap. Thank you for um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. It's really appreciated. Uh, thanks for supporting people like Garmin and other companies that get involved with the show. Uh, get in touch. Oh, I love hearing from people. It's fun. It makes me realize you're out there. Hello! Uh, get on Twitter at Trevor Long. Love to have a good chat, banter, maybe argument. Never know your luck in a big city. Uh, but get in touch, say good day all the time. And uh, if you're on iTunes, um, you know, maybe go into iTunes, take the time to open the app, take the time to go into the store um take the time to search for your tech life take the time to leave a rating it's cool so the thing about the um the thing about that is it allows other people to find um the things that that, that they might like as well um which is cool because the ratings and reviews oh i mean it's, it happens with apps right i encourage people to always read the reviews on apps because that's how you tell whether it's a great app simple as that Hopefully, uh, the same thing applies to, um, to podcasts. Uh, and thank you very much to Ronald108. I'm an IT guy, and I listen because Trevor always keeps me up to date with the latest. Thanks, mate. I'm a big fan. Oh, good on you, man. Appreciate that from an IT guy. Um, so join the fun. Be one of the people that tells other people, okay? It's not hard. It's very simple. I don't charge. So why don't you leave a rating? That could be your payment. You know, Is that what you hear what I'm saying. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again next week. Um, two Bucks Talking Tech this week will be delayed because I'm going to see Robbie Williams uh, with my wife, thanks to the good people at ASA, uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, yes, Two Bucks Talking Tech, meh, will be delayed of day. Meh. 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 Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.